really sing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the SBNY Podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy and I am your host. The SBNY Podcast is on Apple Podcasts, app, iTunes, Google Play, the whole nine. Just simply search Sportsblock New York Podcast or go to sportsblocknewyork.com. Click on the podcast tab. Any of those tabs or articles will lead you in the right direction. Today on the bill, we have so much to talk about because the Yankees just had a really big series against the Red Sox. We got basketball around the corner, football around the corner. Going to talk some Knicks. Got to give the people what they want. One of my followers shouted that out earlier this week. So hopefully you had a good weekend. Hopefully you're starting off your Monday right. Like I said, we got a lot to talk about today. My man Alec Argento is going to be in the house. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at SportBlogNYC and my personal Twitter at Pete Kennedy with two Ys. But before we get into it, a word from our presenting sponsor. Wooter Apparel is the number one shop for custom uniforms and apparel. It has the lowest prices, two to three week turnaround. Every sport and any design you can imagine. Go to WooterApparel.com, that's W-O-O-T-E-R, apparel, or hit them up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Wooter Apparel. Again, W-O-O-T-E-R, apparel. And the best part is use discount code SBNY at your purchase, and that is discount code SBNY. Check out Wooter for the fire jerseys, any design, fully customizable. Been wearing them for a few years now. You can't go wrong. Definitely don't forget about the discount code SBNY. But without further ado, enough of that. My man, Alec Argento, what is what is up today? Nothing, man. I just got to. Uh, every time we do a pod on a Sunday when the Yankees are in a big game situation, they always lose. Every time, it's really frustrating. That must really stink for your team and you. It does. It's hard playing meaningful games in August and September. <laughs> Damn it! Are you really? That was a really smooth like redig right there. Like yeah. I said, oh, yeah. how that's so bad for you. Shot and you right back without at hesitation. Just flipped it on my mess. Don't you ever, ever come at me like that again. <laughs> I guess I guess I won't. I learned the hard way right there. It was so seamless, I almost didn't even realize that I got poked right back in the face. But it was well played. I wouldn't say it was a poke, more like a sweep. A sweep? Oh. oh. I'll force that one in there. I'll, I'll take it, though. That was still pretty seamless. That was good. That was good stuff. Um, well, we'll get to the Yankees, obviously, right? But we're going to talk today about the Knicks. And I have some stuff to bring up about how the NBA has a crazy exciting rookie class on the horizon, as well as the NFL having a boatload of young quarterbacks actually going to be playing and be meaningful games this year. So that's kind of exciting. Kind of a new wave as the Eli Mannings and Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady's are getting older and can't move quite as well. We have, you know, Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz, Mariota, Deshaun Kaiser is going to be getting time, Watson, the whole nine. Kind of excited. Are you, are you excited for those two storylines at all? Like the NBA rookies and the the quarterbacks? Any of those two grab you by the, quarterbacks by, by the not, balls? Quarterbacks, not really. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, the quarterbacks fizzle really quickly coming out of drafts. You can tell there's usually one or two, like a draft that maybe are decent. But it's kind of, I don't know. It's hard. To, if you if you could be an average quarterback in the NFL, it's really difficult to do. You're really good. Yeah, you're really good if you could be. I mean, there's only 30 people in the world that are playing at that level. Like, right. You're the 30 best people in the world. Um but we might get some of those average guys, though. You know what I mean? Like, I Deshaun know. Watson, I don't think he'll ever be a guy who really lights it up. But he could be a guy who does the right thing with the ball, who doesn't turn the ball over, who can make good plays. He might be a guy who's in this league for a long time, 
based off of his solidness and not his greatness. I'm more excited to see how see the decline in players that I don't like, like Dak Prescott. Like that's gonna be a fun thing this year. You it's are a Dak Prescott hater. Despise him. I, I think you might be one of the few who like adamantly don't like his game. Yeah. You no, know, it's not like he's a cool guy. It's yeah, yeah. like it's, it has a, like, I don't oh, that's, why I said, that's why I said you don't like his game. Yeah, like, I just you want to don't like, like his, his game. Yeah, it's not like my LeBron hate. Like LeBron, I hate him. I actually, it's the reverse. Like I appreciate his game, but I hate him as a person. So it's like the opposite with Dak Prescott. So you, D- Dak Prescott, cool dude. Yeah, football guy. Hard. I wouldn't say he's a football guy. <laughs> no, not a football guy. Football. All right, well, football guys can throw past fifty what, yards. What don't you like about his game? Because he, he, he's so. He, it's so like reliant upon the run game that it looks like it's better than it is because he can't throw past fifteen yards. He's so bad at that, and with that offensive line and with that running back, I, I th- like you know Darren McFadden could still run for a thousand yards on that team. It's not what Zeke did. Right. Zeke was able to get you on a third and third at the very least uh, every time he was out there. So when you take out the running game uh, completely for third down, like the Giants were able to do twice last year, and the Vikings. When they should have won against them, they screwed, they shot themselves in the foot that that time. But it's so easy to beat the Cowboys if you just do that. If you could stick to that game plan and it uh, and just take out the run game, and it's going to be a lot easier to take out Darren McFadden than it is to take out um, uh, Zeke. Zeke, and, absolutely. And they they have a tough schedule this year too. I I I think that Cowboys come in third place in this division pretty pretty handily. That's absolutely uh, you know a fair assessment. Watch over the Eagles. I think the Eagles are a solid team this year. I think the Eagles are as well. Um, I don't know if I've had faith in Wentz, though. That's the big deciding factor. I was just, that was exactly what I was going to bring up next. So do you feel confident Wentz will be better than Dak Prescott this year? I kind of think yes anyway. I think if you switched the two last year, you would have had, you would have a lot different opinion of Carson Wentz right now. It's hard. They're, they're both very poised guys. They're both guys who seem to be comfortable taking the leadership role that a quarterback needs to take. From day one, really. And the Eagles just weren't the team that the Cowboys were last year. And defenses, frankly, are going to be able to be more confident in how they attack the Cowboys' uh, offense, especially with Zeke out. It's going to be interesting. Well, I think actually the, has weapons it, we're going to have too. classic NFC East. Last year was an outlier where the Cowboys were clearly the best team in, in the conference. I wouldn't say they were. I mean, they, well, they were going to win the division, I should say. Well, they were most likely to win the like division. Two, keep, well, most likely, yeah. We keep that for like two weeks into the but last... Giants had the third best record in football last year. People forget that. No, yeah. that's true, but... The way it worked out, the way the Cowboys got so hot early yeah. in the season, you kind of just felt that even when the Giants were going to get a wild card, which you knew was most likely, still felt like the Cowboys were going to win the division. That This year, I don't see that same thing. I think the Giants, the Eagles, and the Cowboys, and I don't think the Redskins are bad. Like They're going to be competitive as heck, especially against the NFC East, because you know how that works. We're in for a classic NFC East. It might be a 9-7 and to win the division. Uh, I think that's... Not fair. But I, I see what you're saying. I, I think the like NFC East, if people are good, everyone's good. If people are bad, everyone's bad. It's just how that works. So, you know. Like you, I, you I think there's see. a lot of I think there's a lot of talent. I think this is by far well, not by far, because the AFC West is really strong too. But they they're the only two divisions this year with stockpiled with talent who have leadership in there and have playoff experience there. You know, th- there could be some up and coming teams like Tennessee, everyone know you know, thinks that they're right. gonna be but th- this this division top to bottom has playoff uh, everyone there has been in the playoffs rather recently, uh, except for uh, uh, Carson Wentz as yeah. quarterback. But the Eagles weren't there not too, not too long ago. I mean, yeah. um, and they are they have I think a far superior team. They have the, Cowboys. the best offensive line in the league according to Pro Football. Focus. And they have a fantastic edge rush, which they match up the best against the Giants as anyone else in the in the league. They, and, they against, and and against the Cowboys. 
Yeah. Because they also have the O line yeah. to keep it moving. But, they, they, but they and now they also have a stronger D for the, from, the, from the line in the front. And they have, a, good, they have a better secondary. Cowboys defense got worse this year, which is crazy because the Cowboys defense was horrible last year. Their entire secondary are, uh, are people who just graduated. So. Interesting stuff. We're going to get more into football. We'll talk about some of these quarterbacks. We're going to talk about NBA rookie class. That's going to be a lot of fun. But before we get to the Yankees, I want to bring something up. We had a commenter, a listener of the SBNY podcast, uh, hit us up on SoundCloud, which I always say, you know, Apple Podcast app, iTunes. I kind of like throw sh- I throw shade at SoundCloud. I forget it's, to mention it. It's like vinyl. But is that kind of <laughs> – is that just a given that it's on SoundCloud as well, I guess, right? You can find it there. So if that's how, you know, you listen, please keep listening on SoundCloud. We don't, we don't uh, discourage that at all. Uh-huh. One of our listeners, uh, his name is Naya Chucky the Kids. So I don't know who, who you are, but he asked for more Knicks. More Knicks talk on the SBNY podcast. Do you agree or disagree? I love talking Knicks. Oh, I, I talk every day with, with the older gentleman in my office. Every day I talk Knicks, and he gets on me because I say today's going to be the day that Melo gets traded, and then he never does. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you always have those relationships with certain people where, you know, you get say you get a ESPN update on your phone just about, remember the two-yard line thing, for example. Yeah. Oh, the trade's on the two-yard line. You walk over to your boy in the office, you're like, yo, did you get, did you you get yeah. it too? You're like, yeah, man, I don't know. What's about to go down right now? You leave for go get a coffee, you come back, who knows what changed. But Naya Chucky, the kids, he wants some more Knicks talk. And we're going to give it to you because we got to give this one person what he wants. That's what we do here. He may not be representative for the entire bunch, but I don't care. We're talking Knicks because the Knicks are interesting. And I think I also get this notion from listening to talk radio in New York, 987-1019. Either one, but I'm saying for the New York sports stations... Um, not as much the fan, but ESPN Radio will talk Knicks all year. And I love it. Same. And Knicks fans are always calling in all year when it's not even relevant. <laughs> so let's just talk Knicks. I'm in. Let's dive into this team right now. Because we were talking about it the other day via text messages. And we're thinking about how crappy this Eastern Conference might be. We're thinking it can be really bad. And we're thinking the Knicks are kind of bad. But are they so bad in a bad conference that it doesn't matter? I don't think the Knicks are that bad. Like and I, I, I that's the problem. That, can that's, you can you qualify that statement? Yeah, can you like I, put that in context because when you say I don't think the Knicks are that bad, that might mean to some people, oh, they can be a ten seed and like compete sometimes. No, no, but no, no, no. I think they're I think they're definitely a playoff team. You, which, what? Which How is, can you say but that? I, but, but I don't think that's a good thing. I think that's the last thing you want because no, I disagree with you completely. I don't even know that. You you go you go. Th- I mean, the only problem that we have here is that is 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 Frank and Frank could whoa. Def- no, why are we calling Frank the problem? No, in, in terms of like him not being, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. You know what you're going to get out of everyone on this team right now. And you're hoping for a little bit higher out of certain players who can develop a little bit better. Frank is the only one, if he could just be a defensive point guard this year and learn the ropes as he's going, if he can be our starter, which I don't know that he's going to be our starter to start it off. I don't you know. I'm gonna he doesn't need to be, but okay. I, I'm going to leave that up to Hornacek, whatever it is. But you know what you're going to get out of, out of Tim Hardaway. You know what you're going to get out of Mello. Do you though? I think so. I mean, I feel pretty good about Tim Hardaway, but does that mean I know what I'm going to get? Knicks are going to score. The Knicks are going to score a lot this year. Defense did not get any better. Our defense is still horrible. Um, the Latvian gangbanger, by the way, has been just... just <laughs> he's just been bruising out in the Euro ball right now. He's playing for Latvia, and he's whopping threes, dunking on people. I love it. This is the time of year. Have you never heard the Latvian gangbanger? No, that's great. That's, that's great. a Michael Rappaport original. I have a big rap. Uh, who I once met in a lobby. Really? Actually, yeah. It was pretty cool. Did he go on a rant? I actually asked him. It was this is a funny story. This is a first time 
uh, Telf on the SBMY podcast because it actually relates to the SBMY podcast. Obviously, he's an actor. Now he's a sports personality, but he is probably... Works for Barstool now. Yeah, he's technically in, in, in works with Barstool. He's most famous for his podcast now, right? Like, our generation know him as this podcast host, good voice, funny guy, whatever. So he's in the office at my internship, and someone pops by, he's just next to me, hey, Michael Rappaport's here. I was like, really? That's pretty cool. Let's, let me go say hi to him. So I go hot, go say hi, and I ask him, hey, Michael Rappaport, fan of yours, nice to meet you, yada, yada, yada. You went up to him and said, hi, Michael, Ra- uh, uh, Michael Rappaport, like you did with the full name? Yeah, I went Michael Rappaport. It's a weird move. Is it's it a weird, weird move? move? I feel like when you're famous, <laughs> you just get that. Like, you just say, what, uh, what was I going to say? Hey, Michael? Like, that sounds weirder to Mr. me. Mr. Rappaport. Mr. Rappaport. Yeah, right. <laughs> I should have called him uh, Stickman. If you listen to his show, you know what that means. No, I don't that... I know what it is, though, yeah. <laughs> well, I asked him. I was like, you know, I'm in college. I'm an intern here. I'm actually starting a podcast, or I'm looking to, uh, this coming semester. Do you have any advice? Do you know what Mr. Rappaport said? Something with expletives and curse words? That... <laughs> no curses. No curses. Yeah, he was, in a, he was in an office place. Okay, you know what I mean? He goes, you know, you have to have fun, number one. Like, enjoy it. Don't, if you're having a podcast, you can't be miserable. Unless it's funny miserable. That's cool. But he said, just say something. Don't just go out there and give some whatever garbage that comes to your head. Like, just have a stance. Say something. Make opinions. Make predictions. Just tr- like try that. So, hopefully that, you know, hopefully this SBNY podcast is living up to what Michael Rapport told me it could be. Do you think so? Is no. that good? Is that good advice from him? Good advice. You're not. I mean, it's really easy advice. Yeah, you know? you're not doing it. This is a horrible podcast. I say this to you every day. You never say that to me. No, no, but I think it. Wow, that's <laughs> not nice. I'm just kidding. I like it here. I enjoy it. <laughs> well, anyway, we got off. We got off topic there. So there's a little sick brag about meeting my boy Port for like four <laughs> minutes. But let's get back to the Knicks. He's a Knicks fan. So sure you, is. you're thinking that Frank is going to be a guy who possibly can hold us back. That's why I got. No, him. no, no, no. I don't think he can hold us back. I just. But don't know you also don't think it's a good thing to be let forward. So it's not where, it's, it's where, a, what's your ideal year? It's fake news. It's it's, it's being you. I, I I want to either be really good, which we're not. There's no and you can't fake that. Like that you. I don't want to be like that. Like how I said the Celtics were. You know, you get to the playoffs and they're not gonna actually win a championship, uh, and they're gonna kind of blow up in a couple of years. I think. See, this is where I get oh, really frustrated. Right, you, fin- you finish first. But I, I'm caught in between. I, ideally, I I really want to have a tank year. But I don't think I could force myself to watch that for a year. So that's like an idealistic thing. Yeah, I'd like to have the number one pick. I don't want to watch the Knicks lose. This is why, though. The Knicks are not bad enough to get the number exactly, one pick. Exactly, they're not. And, the, like, and they're people, not good enough to win a championship. People have this voodoo mentality now because people have always said for the past like five, six, eight years maybe, the middle of the NBA is purgatory, the worst place to it be. Is. You don't want to be in the 18th. But like, I've said this on the podcast before, and I couldn't think it more strongly. You need to win a little bit before you win a lot. Like, you can't just go from the Sixers, which you also agree with this. I I know you agree with this. The Sixers have been tanking actively, getting picks actively, young talent all all over the place. Right? And you say they have nothing to show for it. Before they go from where they are now at the bottom to the second seed, third seed, even fourth seed, top of the East, they're going to have a year where they're eighth, where they're seventh and sixth, maybe, if they're lucky. And then you go up. So people have this big voodoo feeling about getting 8, 9, 10, 7 but area. But that's different, But though. you need a year. Like, the, if the Knicks got the 7 seed this year and competed and played meaningful games, all these young guys that we care about and want to be on the future of this team, Chris Porzingis, Hernan Gomez, Frank, goes on and on, Tim Hardaway even, who has playoff experience now a little bit, 
getting them in the seventh seed, you say, oh, they're just going to lose to the Cavs or Celtics in the first round. It doesn't matter. You're playing in different intensity type of basketball, and that's huge for the development of a team, a coach, and a player's career. But but you also need, if you want to be a legitimate team, like a legitimate contender over here, you need a superstar. Like a guy who can take the team over. Maybe it's Chris Stapps. I don't think Chris Stapps is that kind of player. I don't think he's a player. I think that's besides the point, right? No, but but, but no, but this is what I'm saying. So, if you have, if you're the Sixers, you probably have that player in in either Fultz or, and or Simmons, right? Or Embiid. I don't. I, I'm, I've already like chalked him up to being like he's never gonna play in the NBA. Like he's, yeah. he's that like, really joke, bothers me. He's like Joakim Noah in my head. Like, really bothers me. Joakim Noah had eight great seasons. No, but but you know you feel the same way about Joakim Noah now. Oh yeah, yeah we just that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like he's like, he's like he's not on the team to me. Like I'm already assuming that he's like our fourth string. Like he's never gonna get any minutes. He'll always. Be I hurt. texted you last week and said, "Imagine Joakim Noah played 60 <laughs> games," and you responded with, "LMAO." <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, I know, bro. I can't imagine that. But I'd be so hyped if he was on if, if he played that. I think he's. I don't think he's a starter anymore. But he's a great guy to have off the. He's bench. just a positive. Overall impact guy. She's not the money. The money's always been the money's issue. Money's just really a big issue, That's obviously. Issue. Uh, I would love to have him there. Isn't it crazy to think, though, that he played 46 games last year? He played 46. That's way more than it's felt I thought like. he played like 60 or He so. played 46. That's, uh, I could If I had a guess, like before I checked, I would have said like 24. Yeah, but he was like playing and getting, like literally, I watched a lot of games where he was playing, getting hurt, coming out. Like that happened at least six or seven times. That's probably fair. That's probably fair. Anyway, that's enough talk about Joakim Noah. So I want to shout some teams at you here. All right. And again, this is SPNY Podcast. My name is Pete Kennedy here at Alec Argento. Uh, Coming up after this NBA Knicks segment here, we're going to get into Yankees, back into some football and rookie stuff. Uh, But we're talking about Knicks right now because me and Alec kind of fall differently and... Uh, trying to think where the Knicks actually fit in the East because it's really easy to say the East is horrible, the Knicks are bad, but that doesn't really qualify what might be the results. So let's throw some teams out there and see if the Knicks are better, compete, or worse than these teams. But see, this is what I, I know what's going to happen though is the whole East is me. It's going to be like I could see them beating them, I could see them losing to them. Like that. That's the whole problem is that. I could. That's why I said like I could see them screwing around and ended up with the fifth seed. Oh, so I could like when you it. say that, I just imagine there are no possible way for that to happen. I know, but I I, I don't. So I, let's do it. Let's go. Let's right, let, me, go. let me shout some teams at you. Yeah. Let's qualify this really quickly and say that the Cavs, the Celtics, the Wizards, the Bucks. I I don't say the if Kyrie leaves the Cavs, I don't think. Well, that. he didn't leave yet, so we're, that's where we're going. Okay, with. rosters as of now. Yeah, okay. rosters as of what we know. So the Celtics, the Cavs, the Wizards, the Bucks, and I'll even throw the Raptors are clearly better than the Knicks. Clearly superior or going to have a better about, record. I don't know about the Wizards. I, what? I, I think they're. How can you I, think say that? I, I think they're better than the Knicks, but I think the Knicks can beat them. And well, I'm not talking about head-to-head one game. I'm talking I, about I, think they get up, I, I don't think they have a good bench, and I think that they overachieved last year. And I mean, I, they have Wall, Bradley John Hope, Bradley Beal, Otto Porter is very good. I think Otto Porter is a little overrated. He's a very good third player on a team. He's not great as a third player for playing his role. Three knockdown, three point shooting, good defense. I mean, he's, good he's, size and he's, moves the ball. He's, he's he's developing. He's getting older. He's getting more like comfortable in his game and everything. He knows what he does and knows what he's doing better. But it's he's like a similar type of person to Tim Hardaway to me. You know. He's way more defensive minded than Tim Hardaway. He is, but I'm just saying he's like the type of player where you. In, in, I mean, in, in terms of. He had a great year last year. 
he could very well not have a good year this year. All right, I don't think he's that type of player, but I would still say you that the Wizards that are from? just a better team. John Wall and Bradley Beal are I'm not far superior that, to anybody. I'm not saying they're not, but they and they're can, better. I'm not saying they're not, but I I I think that they're the le- the least likely out of those. Like they're gonna have the lowest seed out of all those teams you said. The Celtics, the Cavs, the yeah. Bucks, uh, the Wizards, and I said the Raptors as well. That's six teams, by the way. Is that six? Did I count that correctly? Yeah, and I, and I, I said that, and, I, and I, that makes sense because I said I wasn't sure about the Wizards. Okay. Well, Otto Porter, by the way, averaged three points, six rebounds last year. 13, 13 points, sorry, not 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 three. Um, so it's like a solid little guy. Anyway, I'm not saying he's not. Let's, I'm let's, saying let's, he's a similar type of player to, uh, in, in terms of development, what you're going to get out of him to THJ. All right. Well, I hear you there. Um, but I'll, we'll, for the sake of this argument, we'll keep the Wizards above those other teams. I don't care what you have to say to me, because if you say that they're not better than the Knicks, you're just flat I, out I crazy. Well, I, I don't. I think it. I think if Kyrie leaves the uh, Cavs, there's an argument to be made. So this is an interesting one because the Miami Heat last year had. The best second half in the Eastern Conference. They were the best team in the Eastern Conference in the second half. They were 30-11 and 11 in the end of their season. They were very, very strong. They added... Oh, I mean, they kept... They maintained Deion Waiters and James Johnson, Hassan Whiteside, Goran Dragic. Justice Winslow is back from injury. They are a team that I look at and compare them to the Knicks and say the Miami Heat will undoubtedly... Be a better team than the New York at Rams. all, like at all, undoubtedly, because their second half was like how the I mean the Knicks were like in their first half, not the same. They were better in the second half than the Knicks were in the first. The half. The Knicks were fourteen and ten, and they were in third I'm place. Just, in okay, regardless, but w- that's not Dion Waiters. Special. If you if you if you are confident in Dion Waiters being as good as he was last year, I don't know how you could possibly be confident. He could do it. He's the same type of. He's like Tim Hardaway Jr., only less more risky in my opinion. Uh, Deion Waiters was very good last year. It I'm was, not it saying was he his wasn't. team. And but what has Deion Waiters done before that in his career? He's only 25. And so is he. He hits his prime. I'm not saying he can't do it, but I'm saying just like Tim Hardaway right, so Jr. Fine. You want to be say Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway and Deion Waiters cancel each other out? Out of Porter. That's fine for me. Let's look at the rest Born of the Porter dropped old as... And he yeah. still was averaging probably 16 and 6 yeah, last year. How old is he going to decline? Was he 31? He's probably 32. Yes. He's 31 right now. You're going to decline... Over the uh, when you're in your he averaged twenty points a game last year. Yeah, but you're gonna hit twenty a wall, and dude. six, you, and he's still gonna average seventeen and five. Say, and Melo's not down. gonna average twenty something points a game. So that, that's but the Miami Heat are a balanced team. They have Goran Dragic, who is a very capable point guard. Hassan Whiteside is a very good defender who's gonna average like fifteen points and two and a half blocks with probably twelve rebounds. He's a Hassan's like, their team. He makes a difference on that court. He's their team. He's, and then James Johnson's a good player. They have they added yeah. Kelly Olynyk, who knows what to do on the basketball court. Uh, yeah, Kelly Olynyk is really putting fear into me. He, he's another a guy who competes with anybody on the Knicks and gives them another guy who can who can shoot the ball, another guy who can who can help on the boards. These are pieces that the Knicks don't really have. Like Bam Adebayo, if he like he'd be on he'd be a player on the Knicks to have right now. The Knicks would kill to have Bam Adebayo, and, and he's backing they, up Hassan Whiteside. They could have taken Bam Adebayo if they wanted Bam Adebayo. That's a fair point, but like, <laughs> not at eight, obviously. I'm I just saying they wouldn't they wouldn't kill to have him because if they really wanted him that bad, if he was that great, they would have taken him. That's a good point. <laughs> That's actually a very fair point. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying these are guys who make differences on the on the field on the court, and then we're not even bringing up Josh Richardson, Tyler Johnson. These are all capable players. They're capable from top to bottom. I don't know if the Knicks are capable from top to bottom. Talking about defense, offense, the whole nine. Defense is the issue, but I think they have. They, they, they're like this team plays deep. They're yeah, but we have a. I, that's what I'm saying. You're, they have. They, we have a better offense than they have 
a def not I don't know about that. But they we have about equal to their defense as we have an offense. Alright, let's keep moving. Charlotte Hornets. I don't know what to expect out of the Hornets. They were a team that last year They're a weird struggled. Team. They're a weird team. They struggled last year. And they did not make the playoffs. But the year before that, they were the play- they were a playoff team. They also lost people from and that. And they team. have they have, they, they, lost have a, a, they lost a lot of people from that from that team two years ago. That may not be true. They have Nick Batum still. Now they just added Malik Monk, who's a rookie, can't expect well, too much. Marvin Williams is a fine player. They added Dwight Howard. They still have Michael Kidd Chris. They're a weird team, but they're a team I look at probably equal to the Knicks. Because let's let's chalk up. I don't disagree with that. Let's chalk up. Kemba Walker is, gonna is the best player on the court. Yeah. KP's probably right next to him. Uh, I don't know if that. I, that's a hard one to say definitively. That the Kemba's the best one. I mean, you have Melo. True, Melo is still there. If we're, if we're counting Melo, still there. You're, you're doing the joke of Noah thing. We're just forgetting that he's on the team for a while. That's true. I don't. I, I think the Knicks are a better team than them. You think they're a better team? A little bit, but decidedly so. Yes. Because like when I look at the depth of the team, we actually have a pretty decent depth it's like not, roster. Yeah, it's not fully there for the for the Hornets because they but they do have Nick Batum and Malik Monk coming off the bench. My kid Gilchrist probably can play like every minute of the game. The guy's a freak athlete. But you know, Cody Zeller is a guy who's like a low key impact player, and he's a bench guy. You know what I mean? Look at the, but look at. But the, so is Willie, if you want. Yeah, but like you know, well, Willie's probably going to start this year, I would assume. It'll be interesting to see what, what yes. happens with the center position because you know, it is interesting. You but can the, throw Willie, but our our bench or Kyle O'Quinn and both be like, man, how about it? But and O'Quinn can play power forward too. Like think think of our. We bench. don't have a true center, really. We don't have a true center, but, but that's not really the, the modern day NBA though. You don't really need a true center like back to the basket kind of guy anymore. You you want a guy who can stretch the floor, who can protect the rim a little bit, and we have those kind of players. I mean, but look at look at our bench, right? Ron Baker, question mark, obviously. I mean, as much as we all love Ron Baker, shot maker, you know what you're going to get. Uh, <laughs> you you don't know what you're going to get because I think That's he, true. I think I think he's going to develop a little bit. He's not going to shoot twenty five percent from three this year. No, he's not going to shoot that bad. He's no. going to shoot a lot better. Yeah, at least thirty five. He's going to be more confident. I like that he took the shots last year. That's something you should be excited about because he's not afraid to take a shot. Um, and. Yeah, Ron Baker gets me hyped. He does get you hyped. I just stood up out of my seat because I'm picturing Ron Baker legit. He might start for us. He genuinely might start for us. He might earn that role. He might deserve it. Like, think about it. I'm not trying to hype up Ron Baker like he's going to be something really good at the (laughs) We're doing it again. We're doing it again. No, no, no. You got to qualify it. You got to qualify it. I stood out of my seat for this one. You got to qualify. He's not going to be a great NBA player. But when you he's just an watch, asset. He's, when a, he's you, an asset. He's an asset. When you watch him play the game of basketball, he does everything that you want Ron Baker to do. He moves the ball great. He works his ass off on defense. Gets over Actually, and under screens better yeah, than anyone on the team. Not even close in yeah. that category. He works, and he's a guy who pushes everybody else because you look at if you're if you're Mel, not Mel's a Ron example, Baker pacemaker. If you're if you're Tim Hardaway, right? And you're practicing, and Ron Baker's working you because he's actually trying, and you're taking a couple plays off. You bet your ass that Tim Hardaway is saying, "I ain't letting Ron Baker clown me." <laughs> you know, this guy inspires the team to play harder. When he's on the court, he's infectious. Like he he goes so hard, and he does the right thing that it rubs off on the Knicks teammates. And I sincerely believe that they were just a more sound team to watch when he was on the court last year. And you know, not what, that that says much. But you know what else makes our bench a lot better this year? Courtney Lee is going to be on our bench. He's an awesome guy to have off the bench. You know who else is going to be on the bench, by the way? Joe Noah, maybe? (laughs) If Carmelo uh, stays on the team, which is actually possible. We have to remember that. Melo might be on the Knicks the whole year. Are you going to say my guy? I don't know. 
I guess, mm. well, of course, who's going to be there? Who's going to be on our three off the bench? Michael Beasley. Yeah, I don't know what to expect out of him and Ramon Sessions. So those are signings I like. I like them a lot. Cheap. You need guys like that, one-year deals, to teach the young guys. You like that's that's what I always tell you is the issue with the Sixers is that they don't have players like that to develop that that goes such a long way. Like I, I put I always said it this year with the Yankees, right? Matt Holiday was such a good influence on Aaron Judge that that's why Aaron Judge hit the way he did and carried himself the way he did. Matt Holiday's really DL hasn't really been around the team that much. Aaron Judge hasn't really been doing well. You know, it when you need you need veterans like that who have had success, who can mentor these young guys. And especially in New York, because the yeah. media is going to kill them if they I hear that. But as well. what you just said to me is that Michael Beasley is like one of those guys. Uh, no, Ramon Sessions is like Ramon that. Sessions is one of those guys. That's fair. Michael Beasley though had some interesting comments. Melo is that guy too. Honestly, Melo Melo is that guy. Gets un- unneeded. way too little credit for how much he puts on his shoulders. He just and got I'm not voted. talking about on the court. I'm he talking just, about. From the media, answering questions. Did you see that he just got voted, uh, the Knicks voted him the best team in on the team? I did. I did see that. Looking at that list, most of the time it was like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. But (laughs) they always say it about the, uh, the Knicks always say that about Melo. I mean, it's it's not his problem with his teammates, it's his problem with management is always the issue. You ready for a quote from Michael Beasley? This is a a fun one. I actually, I'm I'm glad he came up because I wanted to bring this up when I saw it. And he said in an interview, I've always been, this is a quote by the way. I've always been a walking bucket. No one can stop me. Hasn't stopped me the last nine years. Every time I've touched a ball, the defender's scared. And he went on, and that's the end of the direct quote, but he went on to say, basically, he's been a bucket getter his whole career. True. And he has been pretty out, not outspoken about it. He hasn't been in people's faces. And then he said, this is the, the first time in my career that I'm wanting to step up to earn the respect I think I deserve, that I should have been getting for nine years. Like hype talk, just giving Knicks fans I love like it. heroin. I love saying how okay. I'm gonna, I'm getting out there like no, like the Knicks version of he- of heroin is preseason hype, and, my, <laughs> and you know it. The Knicks version of, of drugs is legit preseason hype. And Mike Beasley came out here in the interview saying, "I'm a walking bucket. I'm about to score every time I touch the ball. No one's gonna stop me. I'm actually I don't like that." And then you know what I said? Well, it sounds like kind of like this guy named Mello. <laughs> Melo wouldn't say Walk that. Walk in no. bucket. No, he would never say he that. He would never say that. He was just going to... I don't like that, though, because Michael Beasley's really not going to get a lot of minutes. So He might. When he gets... He was, in, he was very key for the Bucks last year, getting getting puck buckets off the bench. Was he? Yeah. He only averaged uh, only averaged just under 10 points, but that's because he, he didn't really start the year with them. And like, huh, gun, to your head right, going? gun to your head right now, who's our starting point guard? Ron Baker. Shot maker. Thank you. If Ramon Sessions is hell shit, it'll, it'll probably be him, especially early in the season. But Ron Baker, shot maker, is going to be the starting point guard. If, if unless we just give it a Frank, that's also a possibility. I'm, you know what? This is. I, I was thinking. I just, you know, recency uh, like, uh, revisionist history. You forget about the whole Porzingis thing. Like Porzingis was not supposed to start when he first came in the league. They thought maybe he'd get like ten minutes a game. Yeah. Wait, Michael Beasley. This is a fun fact for you, for your Michael Beasley fans out there. Last year, fifty three percent from the field, forty one percent, forty two percent actually from three. Wow. If he was shooting, wow. if he was shooting ninety from the free throw line, he'd be all time. But he shoots seventy five from the free throw. That's, <laughs> that's not very delightful. <laughs> not great. But Michael Beasley is a bucket getter off the bench. What that bothers me with, there's too many bucket getters. On where there. are those? Where are those not that important? Important minutes coming from? You know what I'm saying? Because obviously the important minutes are starters, the best players in the team. You'd be out there. When you get into the secondary, the bench, 
you got a bunch of guys who you, like who do you well, give actually, those important I, secondary minutes? That's what to. I really think Hornacek's gonna be a lot freer this year. Is he wasn't really allowed to develop his rotations the way he wanted to, I think. Like Damian Dotson, not gonna get tough. That, that's another guy. He he looks he looks awesome in uh, uh, like it was the summer league. Yeah. And, and, and well, right now it looks. Listen to this. Listen he might to all, be a, he might be a good little player. Listen to all these names. If Melo's still here, this is all with Melo still here. Lance Thomas, Kuz, Courtney Lance Lee, Thomas. Tim Hardaway, Damian Dotson, and Michael Beasley. Those are all guys who like deserve secondary minutes probably. And you can only give it to three of them. Maybe they're meaningful maybe these, minutes. Maybe these guys are got signed to package them in for a trade. Possible. Maybe one of them to match money for 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 a trade with you know mellow trade. I I don't understand. I mean, Courtney Lee, they gotta they gotta trade him. Like I, I like Courtney Lee. And I think he adds to the bench, but he's not someone right for this team right now. And he's someone who's right for another team right now. And we need to get some kind of assets from his. A, we shouldn't be holding on to his money for the for, for the bench. We have so much money dedicated to the two; uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, and he's not going to be getting that many minutes. Like. It's very true. It's, it's going to be weird to see how but he's still a good player. Hornacek figures this out because there's like look at. Don't you want Damian Dawson to get time? I do. It's gonna, where's but, it yeah, from? but a lot of these older guys like there's going to be cuts after like these are all partially guaranteed contracts. So there's going to be cuts. These are not partially guaranteed. I'm pretty contracts. sure Beasley is, is partially guaranteed. As well as the two, I forgot they just signed two younger, uh, two older guys recently, um, like two days ago. Well, uh, anyway, so there's kind of a logjam there. It's a little weird. The Knicks it's have a good the Knicks have. So let's go through a couple more teams. Uh, let's go quick through these. We got more into depth with like the Heat and the Hornets. I think the Knicks, if they're lucky, are competing with teams like that for positioning in the standings. If they're lucky, I just think the Heat are better. I think it's to be scratching and clawing for crappiness to make seven, eight, nine, ten. It's just gonna be a bunch of bunch of baloney. But here, here, how about this? Detroit Pistons. Weird, weird team. I can't say definitively the Knicks are better. I'd say they're in the same realm. Who are you scared of on that team besides Drummond? They have Reggie Jackson. They have Avery Bradley. You really scared? Well, Avery Bradley scared. Reggie Jackson is the best point guard on the court. Avery Bradley is the best shooting guard on the court. Not a year last year, Reggie Jackson at all, right? Now he had a very, very bad year actually, but. I don't think he is. He might not be the best point guard on the court. I still think he is. Reggie Jackson would be the best point guard on the game between the Knicks and the Pistons. Not by much. Avery though. Bradley would be the best shooting guard on the, by, in the game by, by the Knicks and the Pistons. Andre Drummond would be the best center by between the Knicks and the Pistons, even though I think he's overrated. They're, they're not a bad team, but they're just a weird team, and I think Scott Stan Van Gundy's run as GM pre, uh, coach thing isn't going to run for that much longer because their experiment's not going to work. The only important thing is they don't really have people that can guard them I mean, I guess if Avery Bradley, Avery Bradley can guard him, but they're going to be taken off. That's the nice problem to have if you have, have Stanley Johnson still. They lost yeah, but KCP. Stanley Johnson didn't play last. Like he got hurt last year, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. So you don't really know what you're going to get out of those. Develop that year when you're younger and when you miss that. That development is so huge. Slows you down. It's so huge. Um, I mean, the only person like I was talking to someone yesterday about like Ben Simmons and like him. That was actually good for him because he was able to work on his broken jump shot all year last year. Mm. So he might act, he might have actually. I love Ben Simmons. Good segue. So I'd say you say the Knicks are, could be better than the Pistons. I say they're in the same realm. Well, how about the Philadelphia 76ers? I they're a team that are that's interesting. Decidedly. I think they're interesting. I think they're good, and I think they're going to be better than the Knicks. We we spoke about this though. You also I said they were going to be like a thirty three win team, and you said they're going to be like a thirty five win team. So they're not going to be good. They're going to be better. They're going to be much better for them. I think they're going to compete on These, a pretty on a night to night basis. They're going to compete better than the Knicks. They need night a, to night. they need a quality competing. 
I, I don't understand why everyone is just so assuming that this team is going to be healthy the entire year. Like, it, to me, it's a foregone conclusion. Joel Embiid will get hurt. Ben Simmons is going to have some t- trouble adjusting, uh, A, to the NBA. He still hasn't done that yet. And, B, coming off a huge injury that took him out for a whole year, as well as him not being the only person on the team who could ball out. It's the first time in his career that he's been like that. At LSU, he was the, only, he was the guy. Um That'd be good for him. He's a passer. I'm aware, but I'm just saying you, you have to see what it's like. These are all people – like, that's a problem you have with one seed, one seed. Like, uh, uh, overall pick, first overall pick, first overall pick, is that, like, if you don't have someone to corral them, I don't think they have a leader on that team. I don't. I see- told you that their leader is their head coach. Yeah, but, but I mean, what, what is that? A bunch of young guys. That I know he gets coach. them to compete, but uh, competing it does, doesn't always translate to, to wins. That's fair, but I'm looking at this Sixers roster, and there's talent. There's talent There's all the way all over it. Talent-wise, Fultz is going to be a solid rookie. T.J. McConnell can play basketball. And then they have other guys who can play the game. Ben Simmons, Timothy Luau-Cabro was able to you know, get some time. I actually saw him in my office one day. Most bizarre this time. Is this a sick brag podcast? See, yeah, this is a sick brag podcast. He was in my office lobby. Not with Michael Rappaport. Different time, different place. Oh, you also saw Michael Rappaport. Yeah, I was not aware. And I was, it was so unexpected to see him of all NBA players that I like triple taked at him, and he watched me triple take. Only person that would recognize Timothy Lewis. <laughs> yeah, camera. probably the only guy in New York who would know who that guy is off the off the drop of a bat. I triple take at him, and he saw the whole thing. He watched me look at him three times, and then gave me like a curious face, and then I panicked and just walked out of my office. I was like, I should go say hi to him. By the time I turned around, he was gone. He probably booked it out of there. We could have been best friends. No, he booked it out of there because you triple take that. We could have been best friends. I'm just saying. If Joel Embiid plays, he's dominant. No. No. Yeah, just I, no. I don't disagree with that. He's dominant. I don't and disagree Ben with Simmons, that. Robert Covington, Rashawn Holmes. They got, they, got team, they got players. They got teams that will easily, easily, easily compete with the Knicks, be at least head-to-head, and I think they have way more upside in that roster than the Knicks do. Oh, I couldn't agree more. So that's why I just think they're better. They're just a better team. But I have to see them win before I can believe that they can win. They've I, been. I guess they, so. You have to understand that they've had a lot of talent. They just every year they have one more guy, but they've had a ton of. They added. They added talent. JJ Redick. They added Amir Johnson. Like these are I these are know. quality veterans. I went. I don't know. What's JJ Redick one? He's a one year deal. He's going to be a great that, shooter, that, I know, space the floor, be a true professional. I don't just like having J.J. Redick. I mean, that's a good move for them, but I, I, I think you need a, a guy. You need a leader there. Like, J.J. Redick's not really going to be a leader. J.J. Redick kind of blows. He's, he's <laughs> what? But he blows at what? Mm. At life? Like, or yeah, at, yeah. at basketball? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> at everything. He's a guy that seems very likable. Probably a good, like, looks like a good professional type guy. He's a good teammate. People like him on his team. But... F- 15 points a game, shoots 40% from three. What more do you want from a guy? He has, a, he has a podcast. I, I know. I was about to say, I'm going to leave you a little jelly in his podcast. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know. The, the Sixers are interesting. We didn't even bring up Dario Saric, and he's another guy who's going to be that That's much guy. more comfortable in the NBA Swapping this year. threes. He's going to be that much more comfortable. Put, put money, if you had to put money on it, say with a friend or me, hypothetical, how much would you put that the Knicks have a better record than the Sixers this year? Um, straight money line? <laughs> straight money line. Like uh, friendly handshake bet. I'd probably put fifty bucks on it. Fifty bucks on it. You're pretty confident. That 50 I like really want to do this against I'll you, just right because. Do it right now. But I want to root for the Knicks, but I think the Sixers are better. So do I bet my my head or my heart? You have only to believe if you wish to achieve. All that, right, that rhyme. We'll have an update. We'll have an update on the next pod if I decide to do this. I gotta think it over. Talk to my financier. 
<laughs> okay, so a couple more teams. This is going to be super quick. No, don't even get into any detail. I just want you to tell me if you think the Knicks are better or worse, whatever, of these last couple teams. Are the, are the Knicks... This is hard the to Nurks? even ask. The Knicks. No, this is a hard question to ask. Are the Knicks definitively, definitively better than the Nets? Yeah, but the Nets are... I'm very happy that they... Went. They got themselves a lot better this year. Yeah, the they Nets are, are not going to be a top. Uh, not going to be a five. Top five in the uh, in the draft. They're, they're not. not handing the uh, the Celtics another Thank top top God. pick. To and they top. got a couple picks. Yeah. They got a couple picks this year, if I'm not mistaken. They get they're doing it right. This is going to sound better. weird, but the, the Nets almost have too much talent at the one, two, and three position. Yeah, they got a lot of cards. Like on they team. don't have enough minutes to give to all the players they need to give to. I mean, they it doesn't really matter for them. They're not going to win anything. They're, they're mostly just. Um. Being decent for this year. Yeah. And then they get their picks back, right? This is the last year. Of the, uh, the I believe so. So then they just have a bunch of crappy contracts for, for like 10 or They don't really even have them. But well, they yeah. still have so much money left. Right. That they can just do this and then they'll be back. Like this is, they're actually getting so much healthier in, in terms of like organizational Absolutely. Uh, stability. Absolutely. Shout out to the Nets, man. I'm trying to go to some I'm Nets like, games I, I'd year. like to see the Nets be good. I want to see D'Angelo Russell and Jeremy Lin. They're like, they're Quincy Easy. Quincy Easy dropped like 12 threes on us when we went to go see that game. <laughs> that was so infuriating. <laughs> so infuriating. <laughs> Quincy goddamn Easy. D'Angelo and Jeremy Lin are on like the uh, blacklisted players of NBA. They're not truly blacklisted. Like, no, you I, know, I agree with you. But you know what I'm saying? They're like the rejects. Yeah. But Jeremy Lin like, like, had his amazing run. Uh, I'd go to. I could. They're good players though. Jeremy Lin, like, God bless him. Like, he has went around this league just making so much money. Uh, he's a good player. He is. He's a solid player. He, he works. He's like a Ron Baker type. No, he's better than Ron Baker. No, but you're, but you're saying like where he just he, he plays like he if, always if, plays. I'll tell you this. This is this is the most lukewarm take of all time. Are you ready for this? You like Jeremy Lin? No, this is <laughs> no. This is the most lukewarm take of all time. If Ron Baker can become Jeremy Lin without the injuries, we have a fantastic find in Ron Baker. If he could become yeah. Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Lin does get injured a lot. Yeah, well, Ron Baker doesn't seem like the type of injury guy. You know, he'll play through it, and he'll the, play yeah. better. He'll, he'll, he'll be like the Michael Jordan flu game every time he goes out there. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if Ron Baker can be the talent that Jeremy Lin is, that would be fantastic. Now, how lukewarm does that take? I'm with it. I think that'd be great. That's what I was saying. We were just saying that he's an asset. Ron Baker, as of now, is an asset, and I think he gets better. Like, Jeremy Lin affects... Wins and losses for his team. Yeah, hundred percent. He was good. that, but that's what we were talking about the Charlotte team from two years ago, not last year, the year before. They lost him. He's a, he was a and Jeremy he Lamb was huge too. for them. And Jeremy Lamb, they lost yeah, too. Right? Lamb. They still have Lamb. He's just banged up and but, stinks. But don't, like he is a great bench player. He's an awesome bench player. He's not really a good starter. He's a, he's a great bench he's a, player. He's a decent starter. Not really. He's, he's a great not good bench though. player. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we think the Knicks are better. All right, how about this? Magic Knicks are better. Uh, Bulls Knicks are better. Pacers Knicks are better. Knicks are better than some teams in the East. Yeah. But they're also equal Hawks, to a lot of teams Hawks, in the East. Be, everyone's better than the Hawks. Hawks, Hawks might get the... Dennis Schroeder's going to average like 25 and 12 Yeah, and they're year. still going to they're gonna score 50 points a game. Like, that team is bad. That, that's Dennis Schroeder's team. That's a team, bad team. That's Schroeder's team. They, got, they, got, they better hope Schroeder could ball out because then they could trade Schroeder for some peeps. We went uh, on a tangent today, man. We went all in on the Knicks. Naya Chucky the Kid is a happy camper if he's listening to this episode. Yo, if you listen to this episode and you're happy we talk a lot of Knicks and basketball... Give us another shout and tell us that we made you happy because I need to hear that. I had a really, really tough day. True. <laughs> did we, wait, did we I'm not, just kidding. Did we, did we not talk to any Yankees? No, wow. we're gonna, that's what we're going to get to now. I was going to say. I'm fine with it. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm just saying we just did a lot of Knicks in basketball. And I enjoyed it. It's great. I can't. The best time of the year is when you got football and basketball October, baby. and a little playoff baseball. October. Like October is the best month of the year possibly. And... And, and my final birth- season. And my birthday. Hoodie season. Yeah. 
Hoodie Mellow? We didn't even bring up Hoodie Mellow. How dope was the comment that J.R. Smith said? I love it. I, I love that, like, it was always, like, a joke that we, like, we, you and I would make, and I'm sure a lot of people also Oh, made. yeah, Hoodie Season was yeah. the, the hashtag and, and on then, Instagram. And then J.R. just like, no, that's a real thing. Like, Hoodie Mellow is the go. Like, like he has no, he's nothing holds him back. <laughs> if you think about it, though, like, a hoodie is just the most comforting piece of clothing. You know, you throw that Especially shit Especially when you're on. fat. You know, like if you're not feeling comfortable with like your body, you throw a hoodie on. That's mellow. That's legit mellow. That's legit mellow. That's so funny. <laughs> Shout out to Hoodie Mellow. Um, me and you talked actually about, this will be the last thing about the next I promise. <laughs> promise. But we talked about what we thought Mellow's 2K rating was going to be. Did you see it? It came out. Oh, it came out? What is it? What was your guess again? I said 84. My guess was 85, 86. I think I think I said 86. You were absolutely correct. 84. 84. Porzingis is better than Mellow. Same, same wow. as D Wade though. D Wade also eighty four. And I said exactly that D Wade was the reason that I thought Mellow was going to be an eighty four. That is correct, man. Damn, good for you. Shout out anybody Alex. else besides I saw Frank came out at seventy four, which I think is fair. Um, Willie's got a seventy seven, which hyped about. Not bad. Hyped That'll be a seventy nine by the end of the year. Maybe eighty one by the end of the year. Eighty one. As long as he starts, he gonna work it. Let go, Willie. He gonna right. work it. We gotta move. This is Sports Blog New York Podcast. My name is Pete County here with Alec Argento. Don't forget, if you like the episode, if you like this podcast, if you like us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Apple Podcast app, and Google Play, especially those reviews, because those are fun. And they make us happy when we get some feedback from you lovely folk who listen to this fine podcast. Uh, but without further ado, let's keep moving. We don't want to waste too much time talking about subscribing and rating and reviewing, because it's not like that's important or anything, so we're just going to not talk about it anymore. Uh, but the Yankees... Had an interesting weekend against the Boston Red Sox. And the Mets. Oh, they beat Yankees. the Mets. Like, we're past that. They swept the Mets. It's I can hold on to that. Why are you going to bring it up? Like, what do you because get out I of that? I just lost two of three, and one of them we shouldn't have lost. But that's more important, is it not? I guess. Yeah. You beat the Mets four times. whoop de do. You yourself said the Mets are a triple-A team. So, Bad big whoop. Team. Big whoop, which we're going to get into that later. <laughs> we're saving that triple-A thing with the Mets until the end of the podcast if we have some time. Your, your the, case, by the way, your case for that gets even worse now that Granderson's gone. That, I don't care. You're still wrong. We're yeah. going to get into that later. The Yankees just lost two out of three of the Red Sox. Where's your confidence level on winning the division? Damn. Where's your confidence level on making the playoffs? Playoffs, 100%. 100%. And I think we get the top wild card. You're confident about the wild yeah, card. Yeah, and I think we win the, the wild card. We'll be in the, I think we'll be in the playoffs. Play. I totally agree. But I don't... It's actually, I don't want to confidently say that we won't win the division because the Red Sox are just on a tear right now. That's hard to sustain. And the Yankees, last month, all of their September, they play one team that's over 500. So you got to be hyped about that. They could just go on a tear. They should go on a tear. That's true. And eventually, we haven't had Stalin Castro in forever. Uh, he's going to come back soon. He's on, he's on a, we haven't had Matt Holiday in, for, in a while. We haven't had Greg Bird in a while. All these people should be ready to play. All right, so here's my question. Because these are these are facts that you're spitting out right now. I hear Yankee fans who poo-poo the wild card game, and that bothers me. That's awesome, the wild card game. If you're in it, if you're not in it, you can appreciate it from the outside. It's awesome. When you're in it, it's horrible. <laughs> but I don't care what you say about how horrible it could be for a one game playoff and how you lose and you're out. It's BS. This. It's not. It's not fair. It's not whatever. Say what you want. I will take being in that game every year. Like the fact that Yankee fans are upset. And poo-pooing the fact that they're going to have a chance to be in the real playoffs if they win the wild card game, the, the fact they're getting a chance to play the wild card game, if you downplay that, you're cheating yourself because that is a road to the playoffs. Tell me right now, gun to your I head. will take that every year. Gun to your head. If 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 it's a one card wild card game as of now, 
Yankee, it would be at Yankee Stadium versus the Angels with Luis Severino with the bullpen they have and the offense they have. Tell me you don't think they win that game. Sure. And so that's, that's a, you're big in the playoffs. Like even, that, that's what I'm saying. So you're, you're, like, even if you're not counting that wild card game, you will make the real playoffs because of that. And, and then, say, but say you lose, right? People are going to be like, oh, it looks like we weren't even in the playoffs. We didn't sure. expect anything this year. It's that besides the point, because that's also true. But why would you not want to take the swing? The fact that you poo-poo it means that you think it would be better to not be in the wild card game. No, I'm with you. You know I, what I'm saying? I, I like it's lot. crazy to me when people try to say that it's not worth being in the locker game. It absolutely is. Every time. It's worth it if you win it. It's worth it no matter what. Because if you're not yes, in yeah. it, you can't win it. I wouldn't want to lose every year. Obviously. Obviously. If you're telling me that you'd rather do that every year and lose? No, I'd rather do that every year and have the chance than, to win. Than split making the playoffs and winning division every other year, but not making the playoffs at all. I I, I think it's I think it's fair. Because the old wild card thing, it really was no incentive to win your division. Uh, now there is an incentive to win your division. Um, the one thing is that there should be a little bit of time. I th- like between. let's figure out a way to get a three game series, right? That's a two fair. out of three. Can we figure out a way for the wild the card to be two so, out of three? The season just so long. It, that's the problem because then you don't have like the other team will have such a competitive advantage. You'll be down three of your starters as opposed to that's true. Yeah, but, you can't do that. Yeah. But it would make sense though because of the bye week, but it, but it just doesn't work. In baseball terms. Yeah, and it's that, like and that one and done gets, gets yeah. hyped up, so it's fun. So I'm just saying, Yankee fans, be, like, be thankful for what you can get. Like, you can win a game and be right there. You need to win one game if you make the wild card. Yeah. Don't complain about that. I don't want to... No one feels bad for you. Are people complaining? Yeah. yeah. Callers. Oh, this damn wild card. We're not going to win the division. Like, this is a lost season. What? What? <laughs> Yankee fans are the worst, man. They're dumb. <laughs> I, I say it all the time. I, I, For real, though. As like, someone who's a diehard Yankee fan, my, 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 my compatriots, they're the worst. You're seeing, like, I'm hearing Yankee fans complain. I'm like, yo, this is not where you, this is not what you guys complain about. You guys win these things a lot. No, we don't win the wild card game. We never won it. We've um, been in it three, two or three times. We have a, we lose I'm saying time. these things as in, like, everything overarching for the Yankees. Like, <laughs> you guys win things. I'm not listening to your complaints watched, about that. I have not watched a lot of success in a, quite a some time for the Yankees. Well, watched the World Series in 2009, which is awesome. But other than that, we, your whole your childhood was filled with championships. My childhood when I was a kid. I don't. I don't feel bad for you. Don't I'm, even continue. I'm just saying. Just I, I mean, I was like uh, like younger than 10 years old for all those those World Series. I don't really appreciate them. When I got into sports, I was older and passed all that. I watched one championship with them. Watched two with the Giants. None with the next. I don't, like I said, I don't feel bad for you. You watched one less than me. I've seen and two you've, you've got giant to... championships. That was really cool. Yeah. Uh, baseball wise, I've seen misery. You won two World Series. You, you were just, we, we won one World Series that I remember, and you lost one World Series. It's pretty much the same thing. All right, whatever. Well, you just, you just hype, hype up the Mets a little bit. Whatever. I'll, I'll take it, I guess. No, I'll take just, it what I can get. I'm just. Saying the Yankees haven't been as great as everyone acts like they are for like past 15 years. So let's keep this moving though because we're running out of time. Sorry. No, it's okay. This has been fun so far, I think. On, on the Yankees front, something you said on last week's episode, literally a week ago, you said before Chapman even got taken out of the spot, get him out. We need someone else to be in the new closer spot. Are you happy with the decision of David Robertson? Well, they're not. David Robertson's not the closer. Oh, he's not. It's closer by committee, oh. which is exactly what I suggested last week. And you have five closers on this team. Adam Warren could be a closer. Chad Green could be a closer. Tommy Canley could be a closer. David Robertson was a closer. Um, I'm missing somebody. Betances. Betances. And and if you count Aroldis Chapman, 
who is making $17 million, you have six closers on this team. Um, that's So you should be, and Binder Joe should be able to play matchups and figure out who the best guy is for the decision. He's pretty good with that. I like that. So with that being said, my one question, and we'll end up with some other stuff, my one question on this Yankees closer front is, would you prefer to have this closer by committee for the rest of the season going into the playoffs, or do you want to find one guy to be the guy by the end of the regular season? Whatever works. If, if this works better, clearly the answer is not Chapman. Clearly. You just don't You don't think he's coming back to be the closer? I, I said this when they signed Chapman, is that he's not, unless he learns to use that slider more, because he's got a dope slider, he just hates using it, he will not last in the MLB. Because everyone throws 100 miles an hour now in the, in the bullpen. Everyone. Yeah. It's the easiest thing to do. And you can hit that. And he has no command over it at all. So you hit 105, you're going to walk everyone. And it's what he does. And that's always been my problem with Patanzas. Patanzas has a lot of control. Patanzas can have control, and he can also not have control. That's the difference. Chapman just never has control. He's wild on purpose, and people just stop offering it at it anymore. He's been getting hit. He's been getting hit, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, so quick prediction. Who saves the most games for the Yankees rest of the season? They say Robertson. Robertson? Say Robertson. But I not, hear. By, not by much. I hear. I think they're going to keep Batances in the 7 8, so I think Roberson as well. Roberson? Roberson? I'm, th- I'm talking about Andre Roberson on the Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got about five or so minutes left. We're, we're at 53 right now. I have one more thing we want to talk about here. Um, actually, maybe two if we get to that Triple A thing. We'll see how the time goes. But I want to talk about these two storylines that go on almost along the same timeline. And which one do you think is more interesting? So we open this the show with this one. NFL young quarterbacks and the NBA rookie class. Two very intri- interesting storylines that may not involve a lot of winning, but should involve a lot of improvement, good performances by young guys who are pretty exciting players. Are you more intrigued by the combos of Jameis Winston, Mariota, um, Trubisky, Kaiser, Wentz, all these young quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes possibly coming to Kansas City, or are you more intrigued by Lonzo Ball, Markel Fultz, Frankie Nicotine, Malik Monk, <laughs> Frank Nittlekina? Which one are you more hyped up? Which one grabs you by the by the gut and keeps you at the TV watching these I mean, guys? I mean, the NBA is a soap opera. You gotta you gotta be more excited about them. They'll get they'll get like FaceTime. You'll get FaceTime with them. Quarter, you're not really you don't in football. You don't really like get to know the players. Yeah, basketball. You get to know the players. So. I, that's, I think that's why I love basketball. The character becomes more to, to the game, to the drama, yeah, to everything. Too much like, for me all these characters, I love it. I don't like it's like wrestling. Damn it, it's like professional wrestling. It's exactly what it is with all the storylines and all the who who like shunned who. Nah, I don't care about that stuff though. But that's what the NBA is. That's a lot of its draw is is like yeah. storylines, and they're mostly like every in, in the NBA, everyone has a storyline. Is all, all this bad blood, yada 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 stuff. And how about Lonzo Ball, man? I, I don't know. I don't really know your take on Lonzo. I know you obviously think like he's gonna be pretty decent, right? Like, wh- where do you stand on his hype? Do you think it should be less, like, or you think it's awesome? Where Where do you fall in the whole Lonzo situation? Um, I don't really care. I don't know. I have no interest in like. I, I love his. I love his dad. Big, I, big fan of Lavar. <laughs> big fan of Lavar. I know you're not a guy who will tune into like specific NBA games on purpose. But like if it's on, you watch. If it's in front of your face, Let's watch what's in front of the Knicks. If if the if the Lakers are on on you know TNT, uh, they're on ESPN Sunday night, and you're not doing anything, will you be more likely to turn on the Lakers because Alonzo Ball than like say a team a game between no. the Celtics and the Spurs? No, not, not at all. 
No, no. I, I don't really see. I mean, I don't. From what I gather, you're not gonna be intrigued more, like that by Lonzo than some of these other NBA games. No, there's certain people like, like that get me. I mean, yeah. I, there's certain people like, that, that I'm interested in. I'm, I'm interested to see how De'Aaron Fox does. Uh, so he's one of your guys. A lot of these here. rookies are going to get a lot more minutes than a lot of these quarterbacks are. That's like, you know what I mean? That's mm. another part of it. Interesting. So a lot, of these, a lot of these quarterbacks that got drafted, Trubisky might, there's a chance he might not play this season. You right. know? There's a chance Jared Goff might not play again. Nah, he's, not gonna, he's just saying, like, it's yeah, not going to yeah. happen, but there's a chance that that happens. You know that top 10 players almost definitely are going to get 30-something minutes a night. Like, there's a chance Deshaun Watson starts week one. There's also a chance he doesn't play a game until week 12. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, you know uh, Markel Fultz is playing, right? He's, he's starting right You away. know. And he's going to have a direct impact. Lonzo is going to be starting at point Exactly. Guard. You so, know Markel Fultz. Oh, uh, yeah. You know Malik Monk is going to be six-man. I always get really. Extraordinaire on the Charlotte Hornets. I always get interested to see who the Knicks pass on, who will become the next superstar. Dennis Smith is going to be chatting about all the time. I, I'll that. tell you, though, I had a lot of time to digest it. If Frank is what they what they pitch him to be, I, it's a better pick for the team than I agree. Aaron Fox was. This is like when we were talking. If they picked Aaron Fox, it would have been like how I just uh, how I view Evan Ingram for the Giants. Love the player. Great. Doesn't help the team. Because that's just that's another guy who doesn't really play good defense. Wait, who, De'Aaron Fox? Yeah. You're talking about Dennis Smith. I'm, no, I'm saying, uh, oh, I'm saying, I meant to say Dennis Smith. I was going to say, if the Knicks have a chance, Darren Fox, man. No, 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 I meant to say Dennis Smith. <laughs> but, like, he's like, a, that, like, something like that. But yeah. He's, like, that type of player where, like, he doesn't really help the Knicks, but he's going to ball out somewhere else. And he he's feels great. like a guy who's going to ball out, but a guy who may not always impact winning basketball. He's got, he might. It's kind of one of those conundrums. He, yeah, he doesn't play defense well, and he's just going to, I mean, He's going to have to score. He's confident. He's going to put up numbers. He's going to put up numbers. He's going to put up numbers. And it's one of those things, like Isaiah Thomas, like, you know, I always hate on him. Like, he's going to put up numbers. doesn't mean he's really helping the team. Yeah. I think that's probably what it's going to be like. But they need someone who's going to score on that team. Right. The Mavs. Absolutely. Dennis Smith's going to be electric. You think Malik Monk ends up good? I think Malik Monk ends up being a good player, not like a star. If he makes it like a, a handful of All Star teams, that's a huge career for him. If, like I don't think he's gonna be like a perennial All Star type guy. If Frank can be, um, he can be Dennis Schroeder, which is that's his player comp. Yeah, I'd a little more physical. Very very hyped. If he has that t- style, of I love Dennis Schroeder. But that's what I want on the team. That's that's what you need on this team is a physical guy who can pass and, and play. Deep. Match up good ones in the yeah. league. Yeah, that's all. It's so hard to get someone who can match up against the one in this league nowadays because it's such a point guard heavy. Like that's where the best talent is a lot of times. Yes. If you can get someone who can defend that, and we haven't even brought up Josh Jackson, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is going to be on a contender. I know you don't like to call him a contender, but they they are they're a contender. If you want, like in any way that you qualify it, Jason Tatum is going to get minutes on a really good team as a rookie. He is. He's going to get minutes. He's going to get expected to score points. Which is crazy to really think how does, about. How does that affect Jalen Brown? Does it take away minutes from him? No. They can play next to each other because they can both guard twos and threes. Jalen Brown can probably guard some fours. Fours. My voice is cracked. <laughs> I'd be very interested to see how that dynamic works between the two of them. I, I love Jalen Brown. I don't think that they... Like him more and more every day. I think that they... It hinders one of their development. Both of them can't be good at the same time. I think that it, it affects the other. I, I kind of disagree because there's like this positionist movement... Positionless movement in the NBA. I know, right I know now. what you're saying, but I just think that they're, they're I don't know, there's a similar kind of play to them. Right. You know, I mean, anybody who can prove they can handle the ball, which Tatum should be able to do a little bit, Brown should be able to do a little bit, that just helps them be able to play next to each other. 
Because then you can you can throw Jalen Brown technically next to Marcus Smart. You don't have a true point guard out there. You have Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum at one, two, and three. Right. They can all guard one, two, and three. Tatum can't stay with ones, but he can guard two and three. Yeah, you can't expect them. You wouldn't right, expect exactly. Them to, yeah. But then you got Brown, Smart, Tatum. You throw Crabber in there. They can guard one through three, four in all different types of ways. They're very versatile. They have a deep team, but I don't think that their defense is very good at all. They need to be a, a team defense team. Like they need, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, 100. They 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 don't but need. They they, they they don't have that one guy in the middle like Rudy Gobert. It's it's really need to bad. Play team it's really bad at defense. They lost Avery Bradley. Um, uh, who else do they have on the starters? That I, I I I'm blanking. First, Jake uh, not Jake Crowder. Somebody Al, else on Al that Horford's. team is Al Horford's not really good at rebounding. Nah. They don't have a good defense on that team at all. Um, and they don't have dominant bigs either. No, and that was the problem. Like they didn't really fix that problem. You lose Avery Bradley, that's a huge. Like I think that they didn't get. Be- I think they, they got worse this year in that department with the Avery Bradley switch for for uh, Marcus for Morris. What? And they got Marcus Morris. He's a bruiser. Who? Psycho. I uh, could defend. Yeah, he's not really. I mean, I I said I can really make him look bad with defensive stats, but there are a few defensive stats that make him look good. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, but we're not gonna have time for the AAA discussion. That's so. Fine. In a future podcast, one day, not too much going on, we're going to debate this thing because I want to give you a little snippet, though. One of us believes the Mets are so bad that they're basically a AAA team. Also, one of us believes that the Yankees AAA team can maybe not only compete, but definitively beat the Mets in a series. In a four-game series. Is that, is that a good uh, little I think taste of that? I don't, I don't know why you teased one of us... Does the one where I think it's pretty evident who has that opinion and who doesn't. I mean, maybe to us, maybe not to them. I don't know. I think they're pretty. It's pretty clear who's a fan of what team. Oh, that's fair. Well, you know, you don't have to always be the fan. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna get deep into it because it becomes a whole what like the whole level of AAA versus the whole level of MLB. It becomes a pretty intricate debate once we get into it. And one day on the pod, we'll do that. But did you enjoy today's episode? I did. Any last words? No. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Besides that, that's kind of cool. that's kind of boring. I don't know. Last week you gave some uninspirational words um, to start their week off on a Monday. Yeah, they, Mondays aren't great. They're not great. Tomorrow, I, I, like, I'm so not looking forward to tomorrow and, and just the shit show I'm going to have to deal with as soon as I walk in. Sunday <laughs> Sunday night right now for us. Sunday's scary. This is Monday for you listeners right now. Alex letting you know, this was the best part of your day. The be- your, your Monday just is going to get worse from this point on because you just did the best thing you can do on a Monday. Yeah, I hope I mean, we, we, we make your commute a little bit more palatable. Yeah. Because then you're just going to have to go into work and just probably get yelled at, deal with the emails, phone calls. Right. Go to meetings about synergy. and yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sounds very specific for, for, uh, for really an example. That was actually pretty yeah. general big. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the opposite. You of go into an office, you be in an office, you do office things. It's basically <laughs> what you just said. probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been the Sports Blog New York Podcast. My name is Pete Kennedy. Alec Argento. Hopefully you enjoyed today's podcast. As always, don't forget, don't be bashful. Hit us up on Twitter, at SportBlogMIC, my personal Twitter, at PKennedy2Ys. Subscribe to this podcast, rate the podcast, drop some stars, drop some thoughts. We love to hear back from you guys. And you learned firsthand today that if you reach out to us and say you want to hear more of it, good chance you might get it. Nia Chucky the Kid said he wanted more Knicks, and what do we give him, Alec? Do we give him Knicks? I think we gave him some more Knicks. We gave him some Knicks. So don't be bashful. Hit us up, reach out, enjoy your week. We have more sports coming. Another pod coming this week, actually, with MLB writer uh, Joe Trezza. So if you don't follow him on Twitter, check him out. He'll be on the pod later. But hopefully you enjoyed. And always, subscribe, rate, review. Peace.